Good afternoon, everyone. It's Allie Corm and Ed Carson with a look at the stock market for Friday, March 31st, where we saw the stock market rally continue to pick up steam on this last day of Q1, Ed. Yeah, really strong action for the week, uh, starting with Wednesday. Uh, a lot of stocks flashed by signals today and during the week. On today, we had ServiceNow and Tesla flash by signals, but we also had air test systems show that uh, there's still risk out there. Exactly. Yeah, not all sunshine out there, uh, but we'll take a closer look at those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. So really ramping up today was the NASDAQ up 1.7%, followed by the Brussels 2000 up 1.6%, the S&P 500 up 1.4%, and the Dow managed to gain of 1.3% today. So as you mentioned, Ed, it really kicked off on Wednesday, uh, this market rally kicking back into high gear. We then saw the NASDAQ get above that round number at 12,000. And now it looks like we are getting awfully close to that February high, just a couple of points away. Yeah, I actually hit a closing high, not closing high, but uh, the highest close since September. And I, in some ways, the action really started on Tuesday because we found support near the 21-day line and the 50-day mm -hmm. line and came off of there. Some of the other indexes showed some positive news as well. Yeah, it just, it, you know, look, it just takes a few days and all of a sudden right. things look a lot better. Uh, the index is really strengthening, starting to break through key levels, as you're mentioning. Uh, a lot of leading stocks coming out. Uh, you know, on Wednesday, we staged a follow through day on the S&P and NASDAQ, uh, signaling that it's a confirmed uptrend. You know, so it's a sign that institutional investors are taking part in this rally. Uh, you know, with bank with bank fears ebbing and Fed rate hike fears not really coming back, the Fed is probably not going to raise rates as much as they we thought a few weeks ago. Those are those are positives for the market uh, from where we were just a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. So uh, this week uh, was definitely a week to be adding back exposure, Ed. Yeah, it definitely was. And this is why you want to get going on it. Yeah, that's never a perfect time to go, but you want to get started so you can do it gradually. So if, say, we had reversed today, you'd already taken some explosion. You didn't jump. You don't want to go from zero to 100 in one day, and you don't want to wait till we get to all-time highs. That's way too late. So we try to find a middle ground with a follow-through day, which says, hey, you want a few days, and this time it was a little bit more than a few days, but a few days until you get some real sign of strength, but still early enough that you can really take advantage of it. And that's if you were doing that these last few days, definitely uh, some, a lot of buying opportunities. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what uh, Monday holds. We don't know what the future holds, but... We know from history that looking at technical analysis and using the index action and the action for individual leading stocks underneath the surface is so important to guiding how we're positioned in the market. Uh, so that's such a great point there, Ed. And also, I think, you know, there's still a lot of uh, worries out there, a lot of concerns, but that's another thing that history shows us is that the market can really start making a move to the upside in spite of a lot of gray clouds and uh, negative headlines. So yeah, yeah, you want a wall of worry, the kind of thing that they need people to come off the sidelines. If everybody's excited, then who's left to buy is sort of the issue there. So you want some of that. You don't want this panic, the world's going to come to an end kind of worry like we were had sort of those fears a few weeks ago. But you do, it's nice to have people still concerned, still worried a little bit. Uh, as, as you go up in a rally. Yes. Okay, let's take a look at the 
Compelling action for the S&P 500 this week on Wednesday when it staged a follow-through day, clearing a trend line, the 4,000 level, and the 50-day line. So a bit of a trifecta there. And now getting above its peak from uh, earlier in March, above that uh, 4,078 level. So now it seems like next stop could be, what, 4,200, even 4,300. Some of the market experts we're speaking with have said. Yeah, those are key levels. It could be that's where we hit resistance temporarily, or it could be more important. But yeah, you can also see this was this is how such a turning point. Well, the NASDAQ, yes, it was nice, but wow, we were in this area where one more bad day and start getting really worried again because we were close to going underneath the 200-day again. Uh, right. You know, just on Tuesday, it was like, oh, boy, it's not looking great. But to see that turn around and breaking all these technical levels just sort of really set off a lot of reasons to be positive about this market. That it did. We'll also just very briefly look at the Dow and the Russell 2000, but a significant development here with the Dow <laughs> because it now is back above that 50-day line. It hit resistance there on the 6th of March. So seeing it get back above that level is nice to see because it had been a, a laggard and, and had gotten hit really hard and down well below the 200 day line. So getting back up on its feet and then also the Russell 2000, which is tracked by the IWM ETF back above its 21 day line and now approaching its 200 day line. So any thoughts on what we're seeing in terms of small caps and blue chips, it seems like, uh, indicators are showing that breadth is improving. Yeah, that's, that's, I think, the biggest thing. And obviously, the Russell really hit hard by banks, but still start, starting to see that breadth improve, which, which, was, which was definitely a concern. Because, And also, even just things like, uh, if you look at QQEW, uh, that had a pretty good week. Uh, that's an equal weight index. And you see that's coming up quite a bit. Actually, it had a better week than the Qs. I mean, mm. uh, because it was a market that was just getting concentrated, like, three stocks or 15 stocks. And so growth is broadening out, but the whole market, you're starting to see that breadth, uh, which is really, really important for the health of a rally. Mm -hmm. That it is. Okay, let's take a brief look at the 10-year treasury yield coming off a bit on Friday for the week, up about 3.4%, but off its highs. Yeah, so even though it came up, we're not coming, it's still way off the highs from just a few weeks ago. So that sort of reflects the, we're not so worried about the banks, but we're probably not going to see as many Fed rate hikes for mm -hmm. a variety of reasons. But uh, net net, that's a fairly positive uh, action by the Treasury yields this week. Yeah. And so you mentioned financials. So let's take a look at the XLF ETF here up 1% one uh, on Friday, 3.7% for the week. KRE uh, up just seven tenths of a percent for the week. Meanwhile, uh, to put things into perspective here, QQEW up 4.3% for the week. SPY up 3.4% for the week. So uh, not a bad gain there for XLF outpacing the S&P 500's gain. But should we be worried about regional banks here, Ed? That's still something to be watching out for. It's still possible that, you know, maybe slowly the deposits will drain out and then it'll become a rush again. I mean, there's also the concern maybe that bank stocks will just not be poor. It could be that there is a scenario where banks are fine, but the bank stocks struggle because they're going to have to pay more for deposits and stuff. And so bank profitability will be much lower. So, you know, you can, but still, you'd really like to see the banks 
bounce a little bit more. Uh, you know, that would be one area to be looking for. Yeah, at least they're holding. But yeah, we'll we'll keep tabs on this area. We also want to check out chips. Here's SMH up 3.4% for the week as well, now up three weeks in a row. So continuing with that relative strength and some nice volume the prior two weeks, perhaps not above average volume this week, but money still flowing into Chipset. Yeah, this is a leading sector. It's really great to see chips do well. It's, it's, there are so many chips doing well. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, and now IGV, this is the tech software ETF. Having a really great week this week, up 4.6% and breaking out of a bottoming base. Yeah, I mean, there's some big names in there that have really been helping, but this was a big week for software. Again, broadening out tech, broadening out everywhere. So uh, nice to see a lot of names in here. Right. And uh, generally speaking, with a lot of areas of the market, whether you're looking at uh, these uh, select sector ETFs or again, the major indexes, and you study stage analysis, we finally are seeing more of an uptrend here, not just an attempt at finding a bottom. So that coupled with uh, a lot of the compelling action underneath the surface does seem to support that we could be headed higher. Could we ping pong and uh, chop around? Yes, that is definitely in the cards too. But uh, no doubt we have seen continued encouraging signs this week. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Okay, next, let's take a look at ServiceNow. So speaking of software, let's take a look at ServiceNow up 7.2% on the week as it forges a bottoming base. Uh, but not only that, a potential early entry this week as it bounces off of its moving averages and clears a trend line within the base head. Yeah, I thought it was really strong action day. It just came on. The volume kept on coming on and the, the gains kept on coming on in this day. So that was nice to see. Uh, it broke above the 50-day line, broke above short-term levels, it broke above a downtrend you could probably draw in there. So lots of reasons you could argue to be buying on this one. It's, it's This is a big name. That's really a pure software name, you know, like whereas Microsoft is an AI and stuff and there's other mm -hmm. things that's going in cloud computing. This one really isn't there and sort of indicative of software coming back. This one has strong growth, strong and steady growth too. So that's uh, that. And so it's uh, nice to see this one. It had been a long-term leader, but really came under pressure the past mm -hmm. year and a half. So uh, nice to see a giant like this, uh, you know, taking taken its name among the leaders. Yes. And next on our list, let's take a look at Tesla. It gained about 9% this week. Looks like volume uh, was lighter than average on the week. But if we look at the daily chart, Friday's volume was the highest volume in you know a couple weeks here, half a month or so, and a clear breakout from a cup with handle base. Only problem here, Ed, is that it's now coming right up to the 200-day line. Yeah, that's that was the one thing, and we were talking about this on IBD Live. And obviously, today, if you bought it right around that buy point, you're up a few percentage points, so that would work. But you right. just, it's yeah, not. We were talking about it on the show. You know, it was still, you know, it was still, still on the had way. Legs so, uh, throughout the day. So it definitely did, but it's like it's only about four percentage points away from the 200-day line, which is also right around the recent peak. So this could be a resistance area. Now, maybe it's a temporary resistance area. Maybe it's not a resistance area at all. So, I mean, it doesn't yeah. mean that it has to be a negative for this. So uh, 
But uh, that's just one caveat in there because it's like the moment it's sort of like you're breaking out, but then you have another ceiling like right above you. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's just, just something to watch for. Uh, over the weekend, we're going to get Q1 deliveries from Tesla and a lot of it's China EV rivals. So that could be a catalyst either way. Uh, so that's something to watch out for this weekend. But nice action here. It did have a nice bottoming base and it, it's holding up. It's just that's just the one area there that you'd like. And the unfortunate thing is if it breaks over the tuna day line, then it'll be up like extended. You know, yeah, Extended. So that sometimes happens. And sometimes there's not. Sometimes it's like Arusha and Scott St. Clair don't say like the market doesn't always make it easy for you. So this right. might be one of those cases. Uh, so uh, so uh, nice, nice action today, though. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens if there's um, a reaction for the stock on those delivery numbers over the weekend. Uh, and also, I think to just echo your point about the uh, potential resistance, that doesn't mean that it's for sure going to be a ceiling for the stock, but it's just it's a test. Will it pass yeah. the test or will it fail the test? Will it take a little while to get, get above there? Will it be a challenge? Will it be easy? We'll have to see. And now let's take a look at AEHR which did not fare so well by the end of the week, down 17% on Friday in reaction to its quarterly earnings report, which on the face of it looked uh, like it was a good report, Ed. But this is a stock that has made such a huge move since last summer. And the last three earnings report up 20% plus each time. So Investors were in for a big move one way or another with this one. And this time, uh, traders didn't get the move higher. No, no. I mean, growth slowed a lot, but a lot of that's just tougher comparisons because there's really easy comparisons earlier. Uh, it just, you know, they, yeah, they beat views. On the face of it, looked looked fine, but fine just wasn't enough for this, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if you look intraday, it tried to make a bounce back. Yeah. It like it was looking like it was going to bounce back to the 50-day line. It got right up to it basically because that was the high of the day, mm-hmm. and then slumped back towards the lows. And so you just don't know. I mean, that's one of those things why getting into earnings it's it's hard to it's hard to win out in those situations because you can be shaken out or you can you know sell at just the wrong time or hold on and think you're going to be getting a bounce back because this has bounced back at various times. It did a few weeks ago and had a horrific sell-off. Um, you know, on some weird news, but yeah, so still have to watch out for earnings, uh, especially with volatile names like this. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's still always those risks. This is also a reason not to get too concentrated. Yeah. If you had a, if, yeah, you, you don't want to have half your position in this one stock. That would be make, turn this into a disaster. If this happened to be a stock that you had a decent gain on, this is really, you know, it's unfortunate, but then you can move on. Uh, but uh, that's just something to, to watch out for. Just remember, just because it's a risk on market doesn't mean that risks are entirely off. Mm-hmm. Well said, Ed. All right. Well, as we wrap up, what should the game plan be for the week ahead? It seems like investors should be assessing their portfolio exposure at this time and see what stocks are, are looking strong, potentially actionable. But now it seems like uh, we're we're at a point in the market where is this rally really going to start getting up and going? Or now that we have made a pretty solid move, at least in tech land over the last couple of weeks, is the market going to be due for a pause here? Because the S&P looks like it has room to run. But is the Nasdaq now going to take a breath? Are we going to see sector rotation? I guess we got to keep an eye out for that, too. 
It could be, which is another reason why we hope to have some market breadth in there so the rotation isn't so fierce. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be shocking to see the NASDAQ come back and test the, you know, the or the Qs test those February highs or some of these areas or, or the NASDAQ hit resistance there and then come back to the 12,000 level or around there. You know, I'm ground a little bit, giving back a little bit is fine. If you go two or three steps forward and one step back, that's okay. Uh, so yeah, you have to watch out for that, but definitely a time to be refashioning those watch lists. As you say, we're looking at the ones that are setting up or, you know, in or in buy areas now, but also, you know, also keep an eye on stocks that are coming up because if this market does have legs, it won't be too long before some of those names and some of those sectors come up that ones that may have gotten taken a little bit more of a hit. So, uh, definitely doing all that and, you know, it's just, but it's, this is the time to, to be definitely involved and engaged in the market for sure. Yeah. And it's also not the time to have FOMO and to chase extended stocks, uh, assuming that the market rally is going to continue because even the leaders, eventually they are not all of them, but there will be some that will pause and take a breath and offer an entry to get in. So now we just got to be patient. We've got to keep those names on our list and just track them and uh, see if we can get the right pitch to uh, take a swing again. All right. That sounds like, yeah, we're already excited about Monday, which maybe should be a reason to be, to calm down just a little bit. All right. Thanks, Ed. (laughs) And thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back with more on Monday, starting with IBD Live. So make sure you are tuning in investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. We also will be joined by one of IBD's product managers who's going to give a walkthrough of the IBD Options Trader app. And we'll be able to ask him questions. And so I'm really looking forward to that. So we'll see you there on Monday. And then we'll also see you here after the close as well. Have a great weekend, everyone. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.